It's the most wonderful day of the week. Joe, you picked up. Yep, sure did. You excited? We missed Monday. We're ready. We're ready to go. Feeling loose. Feeling excited. I have three hours of actual play podcast to listen to after this. So we're popping. We're popping. Everything's going well. Yeah, what a wonderful day to start spring. It's yep. Like snowing in parts it's, of the U.S. Yeah, not here. So I don't got to worry about it. Is it snowing where you are? No, but it's like cold enough to. Yeah. Well, hope it's cold enough to le- cold enough to learn about the Toa Hordika, because we'll be back on track, baby. The Toa Hordika? It, it's going to be a long one today. <laughs> been a long time coming it's, a, it's, it's been it's been like a long time since we've intentionally talked about my article i do want to say um mm-hmm. i've been off twitter but i popped yep. on uh when the interstitial finale went up and i saw replace why that playing the game boy game yes yes, yes. Um, and it looked really familiar i think i've played that game Oh, see, your secret Bionicle lore is being unlocked. It's like, yeah, it's like things that I've buried away, like I need to see a therapist now. It's um, <laughs> it's a little concerning. But no, the there there's an image, I don't remember which. I don't, I couldn't know what character it was. Holding his stupid little Bionicle arms up. Um, and I was like, this looks like a thing I have seen before with my own eyes. Yep, it, it's coming back to you. You have lived the Bionicle. You have breathed a Bionicle. You are part Bionicle. I'm not part Bionicle. Mm, you are. No. We are all a little part Bionicle. I have yet to fall into the protodermis. <laughs> well, you don't need protodermis to become a higher level of Bionicle, Joe. As we learned last week, the week before, we left our Bionicle out. They were hang they had been captured by spiders and were hanging upside down in cocoons and were filled with horika venom. Do you remember this? What was that? Do you say can we start? Can we start over? Can we start from the beginning? No, no, I. Sure All right, didn't. Bionicle was first conceptualized by the Lego Company in the late 1990s. Why are you like this? <laughs> in an attempt to evoke the market for story themes without the restrictive royalties encountered by the successful Lego Star Wars theme, Bionicle why followed. Are you, in the... <laughs> why are you the way that you are? Because I'm energized today. That's that's the thing. Like I banked all my energy. 
what you saw like we've watched in this episode how my energy levels go in real time where i'm like energetic 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 depressed energetic 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 ain't that a mood i mean while we're here like Slicer and Robo Riders were the things that came before. The two previous themes both relied on the environment themed buildable figures with action fe- features, plastic storage containers, collectible parts, and competitive roleplay role play functions. What does competitive, competitive role play? role play mean? Competitive? I still feel like I'm missing the point of role playing at that point. I, I don't know. I would love to MLG Pro Strat <laughs> Interstitial. No. Uh. <clears throat> oh god multimedia aspect of Bionicle with its good versus evil storyline in which vehicle like figures fought a menacing virus and it's tie in online game unlock codes on storage can- canisters both themes I would, included- argue, oh. I would argue that Bionicle is evil versus a little bit more evil <laughs> yeah it, it's evil and assholes versus <laughs> like- is good in Bionicle question mark who's <laughs> among us Oh, the, orig- the original Bionicle logo is a bit of a mess to look at. I'm sure um, the later one is too. Yeah, no, they're not good. Early concept of Bionicle. In 1999, as the Lego company became aware of the appeal of story-based themes had with a critical preteen demographic, they approached Bob Thompson to assist in developing story-based pr- product themes. Martin Riber Anderson, a Lego design manager, suggested building on concept used for the Slicer theme and designing a new action figure theme. The, a- the advertising agency Advance, of whom Lego was a client, took the bo- role creative lead for the new theme, and the creative director, Christian Faber, proposed the tropical setting, air quotes, which would set the stage for the environment and naming conventions of Bionicle's early... Oh, no. Oh, God. Um... An early concept of the line was at one point, on a scale from one to ten, how bad do you think the sentence that I'm about to say is? Um, well, it's this show, so like ten. An early, an early concept of the line was at one point known as Boneheads of Voodoo Island. That's pretty bad. That's pretty fucking that's terrible. Like, that's like one of the worst things that has been said on this podcast. And you say, like, these nuts... Like you said, like, like six times, seven times. Every, ep- every episode since we Lord Vegeta tweeted it. Okay, but well, don't worry. However... Thanks for tweeting <laughs> that. <sighs> However, the development team eventually came up with Biological Chronicle or Bionicle during a meeting with the domain name Bionicle.com. Biological Chronicle is just this show. Yeah. I, God, what a horrible fucking. Holy shit. That's so bad. <sighs> yeah, it's pretty fucking bad. Alright, okay, well let's get back to this. Let's get back to the stuff people came here for. That good shit. That saga shit. Oh yeah, everyone came here for the bonical lore, guaranteed. That that deep bonical lore. <clears throat> Legends of Master Nui, the Great Save, the Dark Time, Coming of the Toa, Bar. No. We are in. Where are we at? Are we in the Great Rescue? Yeah. I'm trying to figure out what the, this arc is called. Joe goes back to sleep. Nope. Joe, homie. Don't snap at me like I'm an animal. 
<laughs> Joe, I'm, I feel like I haven't talked to you in forever. I miss my friend. This is good. We talked like we talked Monday. <laughs> I don't think so. There's this show has such a particular energy to it. I feel like it's it, important it's for our friendship. Maybe not ideal. <laughs> Oh no, it feels extremely ideal. For whom? Maybe that's why I've been having stress like stress nightmares and sleep paralysis all week, is because I didn't let Bed Bath and Bionicle let out all my defense. Uh, okay, that's what all, all the protodermis was building up in my blood. Oh, and I gotta gotta let it out. The implications are harrowing. <laughs> All right, where is the fucking Ordica? All right, so Ordica. Okay, their bodies are slowly transformed into Hordika by the venom of the cocoons as they ripped through the cocoons, plunging downwards into darkness. They would have crashed onto the ground and died had it not been the Rahaga, strange beings that somewhat resembled Rakshi, caught them in mid-fall. Read here. We read the parts. Hordika is my favorite town. Skies of Arcadius and tweet. <laughs> it got five likes because no one knows what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna say you got more niche. You can't mix an already niche thing with another niche thing. Yeah, but I had to do it for the culture. I got you. Yeah. do it for the vine. Do it for the TikTok. Is that the new thing? Oh God. They took them to the ruins of Ga Metru, where the Rahaga told the Toa Metru, now the Toa Hordika, about Kitango. Kitangu, a powerful Rahi that was gifted in the knowledge of Venoms and their counteragents. However, some of the Rahaga believed that Kitangu was only a myth. They explained that the Hordika Venom they had been injected with needed to be neutralized, or else the Venom would make them permanently like this. After hearing out the Rahaga... Right. What was that? The Venom? I, I'm, I'm actually I'm going to see it this weekend, I think. <clears throat> like, I I'm, had enjoyable experience yeah i it sounds to me and i saw someone point this out that monster fuckers really like that movie yeah it's definitely a monster fucker movie and like a lot of critics aren't monster fuckers so they don't they're not a big fan yeah and also what i really like is on private twitter it is now there's no more detroit become human uh fucking fan art all over my fucking feed it's now just a bunch of venom fucking tom hardy and that's okay that's a huge improvement. It really is. I'm tired of these fucking racist ass chap here. Yeah. We're just like, oh, look, it's big, big, bad monster. Yeah. Thank you for big, bad monster. Thank you for big, bad monster. Um, I do enjoy that they marketed like this, like gritty horror movie. And then as soon as act one ends, it's like, hey, what if it's like dumb? Yeah, I've I've heard people who weren't expecting a gritty horror movie be like, it's like The Mask, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot like The Mask. There's a point literally where he says mask to summon them. Uh, Does he say, somebody huh? stop me? Does Venom say, somebody stop me? <laughs> no, but he really should. Well, he's eating a police officer. It would be in character. <laughs> it really fucking would. That would actually be incredibly funny. Oh, God. 
The Toharidika decided they would put rescuing the Matoran first and finding the anti-venom for their mutation second. Vakama, who was frustrated by the fact that he led his friends into this trap, frequently left the group for long walks. Upon one, just when he thought he was being attacked by Muaka, his Rakuta launcher did not work. However, Muaka fled, and Nori came to Vakama and told them about the Muaka. Then he tried to reason with him, asking Vakama to come back with the others, and was unsuccessful. Vakama eventually returned to the Metro. Riley. Yeah? I'm listening to you talk about Bionicle. I'm just, like, sitting here. And then I yeah. realize the thing that I'm staring at is a pile of, like, 23 plastic guitars. And I'm starting to question my life decisions. You fucked up somewhere along the line. <laughs> I've got to be real with you. <laughs> I've, I've got to come clean. You You did make a mistake. But you're here now. And listen, you or I could both be listening to Spring right now. We could be listening to Spring and Hyron, but we're not. Instead, we're fucking learning about the Bononicle. Learning about Bononicle. Learning about the Bononicle. I don't know if I would say learning. I definitely have not retained the goddamn thing you said. I am. I'm learning. Are you learning? <clears throat> Basically, this is like if you were studying and your friend was in the same room with you going, can we hit, do something else? Can we play a video game? And you're like, no, I need to learn more about. I could, I could honestly, I could fucking hard switch this into art history. Like the, like fucking the mask of art history. Are you implying that learning about Bionicle is not already art history? That's an interesting thesis that you've made there. Egon Schiele was born in 1890 in Tulin, Lower Austri Austria. His father, Adolf Schiele, the station master of the Tulin station. Egon Shigo. Egon Shigo. Yep. Shigo, Shigo Schiele. In the Austrian state railways, was born in 1851 in Vienna to Karl Ludwig Schiele, a German from Ballenstedt and Aloysia Schmalk. Hey, Riley, your bits are so fucking funny. Why do you do things to make this show take longer? Because we need to fill up time. <laughs> no, time irrelevant. I mean, why do you think, like, oh, if we will this episode, we'll dick around, well, then you have to make another episode later. The Bionicle don't stop. Well, here's the thing. We've already gone through five or six paragraphs. Like, we're actually moving at an incredibly fast pace today. Like... I feel like you've talked about my article for a collective 30 seconds. I, I'm, I'm telling you, the way I have, like, we have actually been pumping along here. Like, we are getting to a good level. Trust me, I've got, I'm keeping an eye on our progress. I want freedom. <laughs> Freedom's going to come in a while. I paid for this, <laughs> this album art. I got to get the fucking time out of it. Uh, uh. Because <laughs> I remember when I got it, it got it in the new music, you were like, is it like it almost over though? And I'm like, no. Yeah, I know. It was a very um, rude awakening. Meanwhile, I, although this show kind of just is a rude awakening. <laughs> it sure fucking is, ain't it? Meanwhile, in the Coliseum, alternate titles. Karaka, who shapeshifted herself into a Visorak in order to get into the building, fought with Rodaka and lost. As Rodaka 
was too quick and tactful for the shape of the red masked toy article. Nope, that's Vakama. Instead of killing the Rahi, made a deal with her. Recover the signs of six Matoran, which were originally foreseen to be Toa, and of which the signs were later covered up due to disbelief. The Hordika got the idea to try to re- recover Toraga Doom, when they had, who they had left in the Matoran Spear. Embarking on this mission, the Hordika got close to Doom, but their presence of Vizorak deterred them from meeting Doom. To understand the situation, Bakama, Onua, and Norik went on a scouting mission in Po Metru, during which Vakama attacked a group of Roparak, but was ultimately failed to defeat them. Meanwhile, the Toa started their quest by searching for different parts in order to help build an airship to transport the Matoran to Matanui safely. Nuju and Koalis were traveling through Ko Metru when they heard Eerie's voice. Despite Koalis's mornings, Nuju advanced to where he thought he had heard Eerie. However, he turned out to be a group of O... 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 The name of this is literally O-No-Rock. O-No-Rock? O-No-Rock and Carrie? (laughs) (laughs) It's it's O-No-Rock and Carrie. (laughs) It's literally like it's (laughs) O-O-H-N-O-R-A-K. O-No-Rock and Carrie, but they spelled Carrie wrong. Yeah, they really fucked up here. <laughs> oh god the Vizorak then attacked the duo who were able to escape into the archives and came face to face with Kagorak is this what you wanted Joe? is this what you wanted? yeah I, um, I'm not listening anyway uh, I want an Ono Ross and Carrie episode but they like debunk de- like bionicle bullshit <laughs> they debunk bionicle <laughs> hi uh, Mythbusters here and we're really here to be like hey bionicle Bionicle that uh, did, it, did not happen. Does it, does it, does it exist, actually? <laughs> I don't think it no. do. I don't think it do at all. So it's the collective fever dream we had. Yep. It's the Berenstein Bears universe, but on the left, it's no Bionicle, and on the right, it is some Bionicle. <laughs> oh. Elsewhere, Mata, Mata, Matau and Uruni were discussing their mission, which was to find some sort of airship to in Le Metru the Toa could salvage, repair, and then use to transport the Matoran out of Mat- Metru Nui. However, the Vizorak had destroyed all the transport vehicles in the district. Matau, in that case, would then need to find the materials and anything of importance that they may need. He was therefore looking over undamaged protodermis objects that could be used for new vehicles, though Matau would have rather have been finding Kitangu to free him of his beastly appearance. As he worried about his future, Iruni revealed to Matau the secret of the Rahaga. They were once Toa. <gasps> hey, Joe. Joe. Joe? You motherfucker. Joe? Why'd you say whom's to wormst? Oh, you fucking... Joe? There you were. I don't know what happened there. Um, what's the Toa team we're talking about? What is their name? Horchata. Yep, the Toa Horchata. What makes them different than the Toa Metru? Uh, they got a different name. And? Uh, presumably different masks or some shit. Yes. They look gross and bestial. 
Just is uh, um, okay. So they're bionicles. Yeah, so they're bionicles. Um, they what makes them something? There's something else that I can ask here. I'm trying to think of any question that I would have retained. Um, what are the Toa Hordika trying to do? Uh, I don't know, Doug. I'm sure they're fighting some bad guy. They are. They're trying to rescue the Matoran who are trapped in Matoran spheres. Uh, they got bubbles. This is why season one takes place in Matanui and not Metronui. I'm excited to listen to Spring in Matanui later today. Spring, <laughs> Spring in Matanui. Yeah, my favorite is hey, Adrian, Adrian Nuba, the paladin of Meta Matanui himself. Mm-hmm. Okay, Joe. Let's follow this to its logical conclusion here. Ending How, uh... the podcast. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. Uh, yeah. Um, so I really want to listen to Spring is the other problem here. So I'm trying to keep myself like interested and engaged in this podcast, but I really want to listen to Spring, Joe. Yeah, sometimes it'd be like that. Sometimes it's a three-hour like... episode. Did you see yeah, that? I I... Three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Austin Walker, who hurt you? Um, I don't know. Now, what There's were you? No just... good joke. There's no good joke. Um, what were you? What were you saying just now? Nothing. I just. <laughs> I'm just doing my goddamn day. <laughs> just trying to live. Trying to live my goddamn life, and you're like these intrusive thoughts of a hyperfixation. I can't shake, no matter how hard I try. <laughs> all right, all right. I fucking I sent you the screen cap of this. I was texting someone, and I like finished a sentence, and the my keyboard suggested Bionicle. <laughs> And I'm like, no, no, I'm not starting a sentence with Bionicle. I'm asking you a nice girl to get coffee with me. I don't even talk about Bionicle in this fucking exchange. I think Is that it... you do. I think she'd be like, oh, Bionicle. My my uncle was on Bionicle. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a red flag. <laughs> it's a red flag. Do not follow through with that relationship. Joe, where can people find you on the internet? Oh. <laughs> no, 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 nope. That ain't flying. I'm not letting you do that. Talk to me. Talk to me. Let's go. Where can they find you? I'm using my Twitter, but it's Ghost of Joe, Ghost of J-O. Mm-hmm. Do you do any other shows? Do you got anything that people should listen to? Got it memorized. The Kingdom Hearts recap podcast and the spinoff of that is interstitial Kingdom Hearts inspired actual play. Just released the first one shot in the public feed. With me, you, and Caitlin, and Riverdale. God, it's good. Hell yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. Listen to that shit. It's tasty. Also, once a month at best, I do a One Piece rewatch show with Jory. And that's uh, called We Are Watching One Piece. That is a good show. Have you started it? Um, No, but I I actually subscribed to it last night. Uh, it's the first step. 
Uh, I always tell it, people to start at like episode 11. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you got 11 episodes that don't gotta be. <laughs> yeah, well, we, we did. Well, it's just that we got better at podcasting after a year. Oh, of course. Um, and we were like, well, let's go back and recap all of East Blue now that like we know what podcast should sound like. Um, so <clears throat> easier yeah. to jump on here, but if you want like the the pure reactions of Jory and our social anxiety, um, that's an option <laughs> there. Well, then in three hours and twenty minutes, I will definitely get on that. <laughs> I guess shorter than that because I skipped silences. So. Our, re- our recent episodes we let run long so we can like discuss the fucking ethics implications of the weapon pluton or whatever the fuck. Um, but also like we do them infrequently. So hell yeah. Um, two hours once a month is totally reasonable. Oh, incredibly. Um, there are people who are can keep kept caught up on Critical Role, and that's four hours every week. Yeah, and I don't know. They should get paid for that. <laughs> they, should, they fucking should. Um, if you like me and what I do, then you can find. First off, you can find me on Twitter at Rev Ryebred, Rev like Reverend Ryebred like Rye. Bread. Bread. Um, I tweet good stuff over there sometimes. You can buy my game interstitial you can pre-order it on linksmithgames.com slash games um that's a really you know that helps me and that's really really nice and it makes my heart very full whenever somebody does that um if you want to get episodes like this early you can go to patreon.com slash alien happy hour and you can get these a week early or at times like today four days as early as we record it you get it early i promise you that and it's always it's always good tasty stuff um what else do I have on here? You also get Digimon Days, which is another show I do. Or Alien Happy Hour Wrestling Federation, which is another show I do, which is also good. Um, fucking, We now have a Discord on Alien Happy Hour. So go to Alien Happy Hour's Twitter, Alien Happy Hour, at, at Alien Happy Hour, just that. And we, you can come visit the Discord and hang out with us and you know talk about Bionicle or Digimon or sports or the fact that my friend Taylor accidentally dropped a air conditioning unit out of his six story window yesterday. No one is hurt. Everything is fine. <laughs> but yikes. That's it. We'll be here next week. Same toe time, same toe channel. Crack open a Copaca one with the Boyonicles. Joe, can I interest you in Toa? Can you say it? Can you just say it, please? Just no. for me? Please. No. Just for me, just once. No. Just once. No. Just once, please. I don't want to enable you. I feel like if I do it once, you'll, yeah. you'll do it. You'll still go one again, but just one more time. I'm going to roll a 1D420. I'm going to roll a 1D420. Okay. If you get a 420, I'll do it. 394. That feels really close. Can I get a... No. Can I I get a D? No. Make success. (laughs) Damn. (laughs) This is a failure. (laughs) Toadies nuts. (laughs)